Hello and welcome to the Heart of the Piano podcast, where we are exploring the world of piano. I'm Bob Rose, and I'm here today with with a guest, uh, Ben Richards. Now uh, we'll introduce him in the moment properly, but as a little way of background, um, I started going to a piano meetup group in Manchester uh, about three years ago, and. Actually, it was because of that meetup group, which is the reason why this podcast exists at all at the moment and why I'm even playing piano at the moment. Uh, basically, I did a music degree a long time ago, like over 20 years ago. And then because piano is really um, one of those instruments that unless you are a professional in some way or another, you, you don't really get to perform it for people. Now, sort of my career path took, took me off in lots of different directions. It, it took me off into IT, uh, it took me into being a professional photographer and all kinds of interesting things. And then I only started playing piano again because I saw that there was this piano meetup group in Manchester. And this has just been amazing for me. It's given me the motivation to learn exciting new repertoire and to uh, develop my playing again. And uh, uh, I feel in many ways that my playing has never been better. And it's all down to this this meetup. Uh, this meetup is organised by this chap here, Ben Richards. Uh, mm. So, Ben, do you do you want to tell us a little bit about these piano meetup groups? Sure. Well, thank thank you, Bob. That's very generous of you. And um, First of all, congratulations with the podcast. It's, uh, it's a fantastic and a very welcome addition. Um, I'm sure it will become very successful. Um, it's also great to um, be able to meet up finally to do this podcast because we, we do live so, quite oh, a yes. long long way apart. I'm, I'm in Edinburgh and obviously you're, you're down here in, near, near, near Leeds. Um, but as it happens, I'm working in Leeds with the day job this week. I'm still in IT. Uh, you managed to escape <laughs> from that. Yes. Um, but it's... it's uh, it's great. It's great to be doing this. I really appreciate that. Thank you, Bob. Yes, and thank you for your uh, your help and support. Oh, no the problem podcast. at all. Um, so, so yes. Um, so, meetup. So this this has been a major part of my life for since early 2015. Um, and to give you a little bit of background, um, I mean, first of all, the, the idea of a a, a piano group, uh, in this case, a meetup, or, or just a general gathering of piano players. Uh, it's certainly not a, a new idea. Um, going back a very long time, pe- uh, the piano has been quite a social instrument. People have gathered around the piano, and perhaps even before uh, television, um, it was much more a feature of family life. Um, and there are many groups uh, in various parts of the UK that have been running for, for much longer than I've been running groups. Uh, there's groups in London and Sunderland, um, and actually in Edinburgh, which is my hometown. Um, and so more recently, um, I think it was in 2013, 2014, there was an article in Pianist magazine about piano meetups. Uh, and there was a few groups featured in that. And a very good friend of mine in Edinburgh um, started a group. Um, and I, I was involved from day one. I went along and I just immediately, I just was totally taken by the idea. It was, uh, I just immediately saw what a fantastic was that the group that I turned up? Yeah, at? so you um, came to yes. play. Uh, yes. That was fantastic. And mm. uh, you've been, uh, one of your friends uh, in Edinburgh is also now a regular there. Mm. So that's a good friend of mine um, who runs that. And as I say, there's also a group in London. Um, and I just thought, this is great. We've got to, we've just got to get people playing the piano. Mm. Um, and so my original idea was to maybe partner up with some other people and try and encourage the, set up of a number of similar groups around the UK. Uh, but then I quickly realised that it, uh, it's not for everyone uh, running, running a group of any kind, uh, particularly if it involves a lot of travel. So um, I just set, set them up on my own. So I've now got eight groups. Um, eight? Wow. So that's, where, uh, where are they all? So they're, um, let's think. Uh, so there's one in Cambridge, which is my original hometown. Mm. Uh, there's one in Glasgow. There's Liverpool, Manchester, Newcastle, Birmingham, Norwich, Leeds. I think that's it, isn't it? Is that eight? I've lost count. So quite a few, and yeah. and all credit to you, Bob. And you've you've been to three or four of them. Um, so that's that's great. So well, that, well, I mean, that, you're the one that, that flies around the country <laughs> doing these. Yeah, so it's, it's not for everyone. But um, with a full time IT job, that really is dedication. That, yeah, I, I think uh, I think my particular circumstances. Uh, I, I mean, I'm very motivated to do this because I, I, I hugely enjoy the whole experience, the organisation and the social aspect as well. And I think the, the social aspect is very important. 
um, it's well, it's open to pianists and also and non-pianists, and I think that's part of the the appeal of the the, the sessions. And it's also very it seems to appeal to all ages as well. We're all sort of joined by this love of piano and music in general. Um, we have students. Um, um, sometimes uh, people will bring their children along. Generally, it's for adults, but occasionally you get teenagers. But I mean, recently uh, in Newcastle, we had a lady um, from a local care home who's 94. Wow. And she had played all her life, but for the last two or three years, she hadn't played for various personal reasons. And it was the first time, uh, it was about a month ago, it was the first time she'd actually played a piano for about four years. Mm. Um, she was she was quite nervous, um, but within five five or six minutes, you could I could just tell that she her technique was there. Mm. You could see her, she was comfortable at the piano, um, and she's been back every every time since. Oh, wow. um, so it's um, it's it's personally very rewarding to see this, and I've made a, a, a huge number of new friends. I mean, I think. I'm quite unusual because the majority of my friends now are piano players. <laughs> and previously, when I when I'd meet someone, uh, I found out they also played the piano. It was like, wow, that's just amazing. Gosh, I played the piano as well. But now it's like, oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> so um, it's been uh, quite a roller coaster at times, but mm. it's uh, hugely worthwhile. I, will, I, I don't regret a, a moment of it, but I, I perhaps didn't anticipate how much hard work it involved. I always think it's a bit like those uh, grand grand design programs where where people have these grand projects, and if they knew how much how much effort and stress it would be, uh, they they may not have done it. But uh, I'm, I, I totally don't regret it. And the the groups now are very well attended, mm. um, and very vibrant. There's a real really good community around each one. Mm. Um, um, but I I could talk for hours about this. So Bob, um, <laughs> yeah, well, well, I mean that's kind of the whole point of yeah. this, isn't it? But uh, I think yeah. what's interesting, yeah. I think. Um, um, based as well on, on a little yeah. bit of the stuff that we were talking about just yeah. before we started pressing record on this. Yeah. I think what makes your groups particularly yeah. great, it's um, because like you said, other people run groups as well. And uh, now I haven't, uh, obviously there's, there's a huge amount of them in the country and I've not been to all of them. I've been yeah. to some of them. And I think what makes your groups brilliant is is you and the fact that, that you, 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 you make it very friendly and... Um, it's it's non-threatening for people. I think it's, it's as much as it can be when you get up in front of people and perform. It's it's um, accepting. And I think part of this is that some of the the piano meetup groups suffer. I think sometimes when people who run them can get a little bit overly interested in either promoting their own playing or promoting their own teaching. And I think that's that's what's interesting about yours because I think to a lot of our disappointment, you 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 don't even play in a lot of them because you you sort of make room for other people over yeah, yourself. That that's yeah, I guess I guess there's, there's a lot of truth in that. I think uh in a way that's it, I mean we when we have too many players, I mean I'm obviously delighted there's so many people there, but I as as the host and the organizer uh, in many cases, there just isn't time to play. Um, but I, I, I don't lack any uh, opportunity to play because I, I run so many events, hmm. more or less. There's there's time to perform, but I think um, I, I have to really focus on the organisation of the event and being very aware of how people are experiencing the event rather than my own particular performance um, hmm. itself. And I, I, I'm not... Uh, I mean, I've, I've had, a, had a musical education up to a certain point, but I'm not a professional musician and I don't claim to have a particularly, I mean, I don't, I don't give anyone any coaching. I don't have a very strong view on, on particular issues about technique, interpretation, that kind of thing. So I'm not, I'm not trying to present a particular viewpoint on all of this. I'm really mm. just facilitating the opportunity. So I, I think that's slightly different from the idea of a masterclass where, where the host yes. is, is really trying to inform people and, uh, express their uh, musical yes. viewpoint and I, I really don't do that yes. um, so I think that might, in many ways makes it a bit easier for me in, in some respects um, mm. and maybe people sense that as well mm. and it probably helps them feel uh, more accepted mm. and uh, I think it's very much about ensuring people feel comfortable and that they're not having their performance cr critiqued in any way yes. directly yes. but I think the, the, the overall effect is that people do improve yeah. And just by being surrounded by people with very informally, um, you know, getting, getting some feedback, but it's not, it's not sort of intentional feedback. It's just through 
you know, mm. conversations over the coffee break or mm. whatever. Over time, people yes. improve and they feel motivated with the reg- regularity of the opportunity. You know, it gives, gives people something to aim for each month. And they, there's a, a big range of abilities and experience. And that even, I mean, for me, there's some spectacularly, I mean, you're, you're a very, very good player, Bob. And there's a, a small number of other people at your level and hugely motivating to have these players. Um, oh, yeah, you're so, up there. <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a lot of good players. Um, and there's, there's a lot of beginners as well. Um, and we all, there's a certain momentum behind the group that gives, that motivates everybody. And I think, you know, people, people improve and there's no, but there's not explicitly, there's no coaching given mm. and no, no feedback. So mm. I think uh, that that's the general idea, but even that, that concept isn't, isn't new in itself. I just have a particular vision mm. for how, how to do this. Um, so there's ways that I run the groups that might be slightly different to others. Um, and I just have a particular view, a particular idea of how to do it. Mm. Um, and I'm, I, it's, it's evolving and, uh, I seem to have a good, I'm happy with the approach that I've now got and it seems to, it seems to be popular and people mm. enjoy it. So, yeah, I've been to, I've been to various other piano meetups, uh, including one, I think about 20 years ago in London. Oh, right. Gosh. Um, and what most of them have in common is that there is some kind of critique or group right. critique afterwards. Okay. Uh, not the one in, in Edinburgh that you were talking about. Sure. Um, so I, yeah, I, in my experience, it's, 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 it's been, it's been my experience that that's quite a sort of rare thing that there's no critique whatsoever. And it's nice. I think that, that does make it a, a much nicer, uh, environment. I think there's always room for ego to creep in, oh, yeah. no matter how well-meaning. When there are exactly. sort of group critiques afterwards, and the comp- competition, people can get quite competitive, and that, <laughs> that, you know that's, that's just what people are like. Yes, um, but you, I can get quite like competitive. Some people, but I I some people quite enjoy feel. that element of it, but. Um, <laughs> It's, uh, I, I, I try to, it's like, it's like, um, you know, like booster rocket in the space shuttle. I try to yeah. use it to motivate me and then let yeah. it go. Yeah. So it's good to be aware. But I think self-aware awareness is, is something people develop as well, mm. you know, over time, mm. both in, you know, it's, uh, just being part of a group has a certain dynamic to it and people learn, mm. to, learn to fit in and, you know, they want to, they want people to enjoy their playing ultimately yes so yes, people le- learn yeah. how to do that and they become more aware of how they're re- being received mm. um, and that's just a sort of side effect of coming regularly mm. and you you get you get to hear you, you get to experience other people going through the same process and that yes. sort of informs you how you how you will yeah how you can make, you know get the most out of the group yeah. i think i think yeah. like we talked about um in a different podcast yeah. Yeah. the more ego you feel and the more you need to prove to other people how good you are yeah. the more you're gonna uh, suffer when you're performing <laughs> absolutely so, yeah. so it's a good yeah. lesson that for people who, who are desperately trying to be competitive and prove to other people how good they are exactly. okay so yeah ben so earlier on you were saying that piano meetups um, aren't new and in a way that we were talking about this a, a little bit on the phone and in, in a way, this is something that people have been doing for hundreds of years. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think back in yeah. those days, um, yeah. Beethoven, and this I don't know exactly, yeah. but I, my, my suspicion is that when Beethoven did these duels, like, yeah. um, oh, I was only just looking at one of these guys. I've forgotten his name, but, but yes, there was one guy who challenged him to a duel and then yeah. said he would never again set foot in whatever city that was as long as Beethoven was there because he was so thoroughly humiliated but I get the feeling it was probably to a uh, not a concert hall because I don't think that no. that way of playing existed back then it would have been to a in a salon yeah, or, or some kind of small room so, um, and there are fantastic paintings uh, really famous paintings of Liszt yeah. playing to a group of contemporaries and friends in this sort of small salon type thing and I, I think exactly. until Liszt pretty much invented the solo piano recital in yeah. giant halls, which was only made possible by the, the leaps in piano manufacturing yeah. at that time. Before then, um, all sort of, uh, all piano recitals were done in small, intimate rooms, sort of along exactly. the lines of what you're organising. Yeah, I think the, the small, a small venue works very well for a piano to be, to be up close and, you know, fairly intimate setting, which is what my, the groups are, are relatively intimate. I mean, we might have... I mean, the biggest sessions we have are sort of 50, 55, 50 to 55 people. But in general, it's around 30, which is a, a nice size group. 
and you get you get up close to the piano. You're only a, a couple of feet away from the player, mm. and I think that that's quite a different experience to going to the Albert Hall and you know watching Lang Lang play, <laughs> play in the centre or, yes. or whatever it is. Yes, from uh, from the wings, from from God knows how far away. Exactly, where, and um, you, yeah. you, it's quite rare. I mean, it's just quite rare to see so many different players in a relatively short time. Mm. You know, I mean that's. That's an unusual experience. Most of the time, you don't you don't get to see twenty five players in an afternoon. Mm, um, yes. Most people don't don't do that. Let alone be part of the performance, the people who actually do the performing. So, mm. um, it's uh, it's, a, it's it's an amazing huge, opportunity. It's hugely enjoyable. And it's quite. Um, and the other thing that's is quite exciting is it's you never know what what you're going to get. There's not a program agreed in advance. Mm. You just turn up, mm. and it's a bit of a lucky dip. People mm. literally tell me when they arrive what they'd like to play. And it could be anything, you know. We we could have someone doing their grade one exam pieces, and if you if you're doing an exam, typically you get you can get to play all your pieces. Or maybe if you've got a competition coming up, um, or if it's your birthday or something, mm. uh, you can you can play play a few extra pieces. But um, it's just a hugely eclectic mix. We have everything, mm. and that, that's one thing that mm. that I really like about it. Yes. Um, so so that that works well, and we have duets, and in some um, so the uh, various, I mean, apart we have we run the events in uh, there's, there's art centres, churches, uh, universities, uh, and also now there's four different retailers, music retailers in the UK, mm. uh, where we run events, uh, which is absolutely fabulous, and it it's, it works well f- for the retailers. You know, they're obviously pleased to have pianists in store playing the pianos. Um, but mm. one advantage is you have lots of pianos, so mm. you know we can we can do. Two piano stuff, um, three piano stuff, duets, all of that sort of thing. And we've had mm. special, special themed events for, for duets, two piano stuff. And in fact, in, we, in, in that, in Newcastle, it, uh, we use, uh, it's a, it's a lovely church that has been repurp- re- refurbished recently, uh, to widen the, the, the usage that the building can have. So to encourage more concerts. So I've actually invested in a piano, um, which is now present there. Um, so I use that for the group and I also, um, hire it out for various things. Um, but they, they were also lucky to receive, uh, a free, uh, there's another church that was closing and they donated another grand piano. So we've now got two grand pianos in this, wow. in this, uh, church in Newcastle, which is in the northeast of England. And there's been, uh, oh, funny that wasn't so far from. I know. <laughs> so it, it's not so bad from Edinburgh. It's about, uh, if you don't live in the UK, it's, uh, the north of the, um, England. It's about an hour and a half from Edinburgh. Um, but we have concerts there. We had a, a members concert there, uh, about a month ago. So we had 10 of our more experienced players, um, perform. Uh, and actually one of the, one of the players is a very good jazz musician. Uh, he brought along his bassist. Uh, so we, we filled the place and it was just fantastic. And we actually used both pianos there. We played some, some of the Greek concerto and there were a couple of other, um, earlier in the year. And then last year as well, there was a, a special two piano concert as well. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I just, I think, it's just encouraging musical activity in general, um, and certainly involving the piano. And I think, uh, I'm, I'm very proud of particularly what, what I've, what, what has been established in Newcastle. So for example, uh, I think this week there's two or three concerts, um, and there was one last month and, uh, it's a great resource, uh, for the local community. So, mm. um, that's gives me a huge amount of sat- personal satisfaction. So yeah. I don't know if I'm <laughs> jumping between subjects here because there's no, so many fine, things to yeah. say. Yes. So yeah. And then in Manchester, we've got, we, we've got, uh, there's a, there's a very famous, uh, long, long standing store called Forsyth. It's been there since 1850 or something. Mm. And, um, they have, uh, a wonderful nine foot Schimmel concert grand piano in the, in the basement. Mm, yes, uh, that's oh, which you a know, gorgeous uh, you've piano. played. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're very beautiful lucky. Beautiful bottom end on that piano. It's, it's a beauty. Yeah. Um, and they they seem. I don't know how they fit them in there, but they 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 have usually have two or three other pianos in there. So um, we we make we make good use of those. Um, so we we have a meeting there every every two months, and then we have a a meeting at another. It's a, an art center in Manchester. It's actually a children's art center that happened to have a piano, and we've been there since early 2015 as well. And that's mm. uh, we had our Christmas event. Uh, a few days, well, was it last weekend? Yes. yes. Which was amazing. Yes, <laughs> we had a great time. Fun. You were there. Yes. So yeah, Ben, something that you were mentioning before was about how piano was used, um, as sort of entertainment, uh, within the community before the days of television. Oh, yes. Um, and I think this is, um, something that, that 
we talked about this, I think, in the very first podcast about how pianos were routinely smashed when televisions came along. Um, Apparently so, yeah. They, I don't, it's terribly sad, but they're, they're, I think the, as I understand it, the, the height of craftsmanship in, in piano manufacturing was, I think it was just before television became popular, there were a lot more technicians, the, the level of expertise in piano manufacturing was at its peak. So there's a lot of, I mean, it's obviously 70, 80 years ago now, but a lot of pianos from that, that time were very, very high quality. Mm. And they were some of the highest quality pianos produced, I think. But there, there was just a huge decline in uh, particularly with record, um, the more availability of recorded music, yeah. you didn't have to produce it yourself. Um, but I, I just believe that the, that the appeal of the piano as a, you know, as a as a, a social thing really is is still there. And I think that it's quite obvious from from the groups that the, the piano, what effect the piano can have, you know, it can get people together. Um, mm. And at the same time, I suppose it, it is it is in many ways quite a solitary instrument anyway because. Mm. You can't just put it in a case and take it to, to the orchestra or whatever. You're at home, but, and, and if you're not a performing professional, really there, very few people are going to hear you apart from your pet cat and your neighbor. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's another major thing for me. It's, uh, there's, I think there's a lot of people who would lo- absolutely love to play to other people. Um, but there just isn't a, an opportunity for that. So I think it's draw- drawing on that as well. Mm. Um, which is why I stopped yeah. playing for so yeah, long. Exactly. Yeah, me, me too. I, I didn't have an outlet, yeah. basically. So, and I just sort of got fed up with uh, yeah. trying to become a professional and went into where the money was at the time, which yeah. was IT. But uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think I think I was I was having an argument, and it was a really heated argument, um, yeah. not that long ago, with someone who was just expressing that all classical music was just inherently elitist, oh. and. Um, and, and I, I, what my argument at the time was that before television, I think there was a statistic. I don't know if you know the statistic. No, something no. like every one in four families had a piano. Um, yeah. Across, so, yeah. across all the classes, exactly. everyone, everyone had access to a piano. And yes, you know, a lot of them would have just played knees up kind of pub song kind of stuff. Yeah. But I think they would all have had some familiarity with some kind of classical music. Exactly. And so now everyone just sees classical music as being this horribly elitist and snobbish thing where where I think that 100 years ago I don't think society was like that no I, I think that's very true I think it, it's perhaps perceived as playing the piano is, is quite an expensive hobby to become competent the piano implies a lot of financial outlay I think and yeah. I think that that is perceived as elitist the fact that you can afford to have lessons and someone as a child your parents will pay mm. vast sums of money to have you um, to have you learn the piano, I think that that, that it's that uh, there is a financial aspect to it. Well, there is but, a, certainly a lot of truth to that, I think, but, but exactly. it doesn't have to be that. No, way. it doesn't. And I, I, I. Although the government aren't helping things no, at the moment, no, they're not. They're not. <laughs> I think. I think uh, we're, we're I in the UK, by the way, for anyone listening to this <laughs> podcast. But I think a lot of uh, music. I think amateur. It has to be done. Amateur music organization is is best done just for the love of it because you it, it, you can't it's very hard to make money in music anyway and i think my my main motivation and i think a lot, a lot of people in similar similar uh projects as mine are doing it just for the sheer love of it it's uh, uh a lot of volunteer time is put into the, these things um, and the reward is in in the, the social value and the happiness that it creates rather than any financial incentive, but I, I basically cover, cover the costs, and that's that's my goal. Um, but I, I fear it's going to it's going to be some time before I retire from IT. <laughs> but uh, it's it's okay. I can I can just about manage both at the moment. I was I um, was but, quite shocked when yeah. you told me that you didn't make any money from uh, from these things that you just kind of travel the country and just covering your expenses. Basically, yeah. I, well, I think I think the maybe maybe longer term. It, 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 it will change slightly, but uh, I, I'm keen f- for it to be quite quite a bargain to attend. Like I think it's about five pounds typically, mm. um, which is sufficient to, co- to cover costs. But um, to to make it anything more than that, it would it would really need to be increased quite dramatically if it was to to uh, effectively provide a living for me. So as I say, at the moment, I, I'm, I'm happy to do it as, a, as, a, as essentially a voluntary project. 
Mm. Um, and the, the reward for me is, you know, there's enough reward in itself. Um, but as I say, not, not everyone would, would have the desire or motivation to do this. I, so I think I'm slightly unusual in that respect. But, yeah, um, especially but, as like most yeah, of the times yeah, that I yeah. see you in groups, you're not playing. So it really yeah. is quite a selfless endeavour that, that you're putting together. So. Um, but I, I certainly played a lot at the beginning when the groups were smaller. I mean, it, it's, it's been a hard struggle to, to build build the groups and I think in some groups for, for many months there'd be maybe six to ten people 11 people um, but I, I so strongly believed in the idea that I knew it would eventually come through and now we're, we're getting 30 plus every, every group every time mm. but you know it, it, it there were times when I felt it was it really worth it you know um, is it worth traveling an hour and a half on the train to, for six people you know um, but I, I just I just had a complete conviction in the idea, uh, which I think I, I've, I, I would have needed to have carried on um, to the stage it's reached now. Um, so I don't, I don't regret that. So mm. basically, so yeah. I think but it's a, yeah, you, you mentioned earlier on about yeah. the fact that piano is quite a solitary instrument. And yeah, I think this is really... Um, yeah, a giant topic because you know I play yeah. a few instruments. And, you do, uh, yeah, incredible. And, uh, I played I played violin and, and viola, and because of that, I was always in orchestras and chamber yeah, sure. groups and string quartets, and I used to sing in choirs and uh, played electric guitar and played in loads of bands. Yeah, and yeah, piano, sure. it's yeah, I did used to accompany people whenever I I could, and I used to quite enjoy accompanying and doing duets, but. On the whole, yeah, piano is an incredibly solitary instrument compared to yeah. almost every other instrument. Yes, absolutely. Um, so your meetup groups are so fantastic because how often as pianists do we regularly get that, especially for amateur pianists, get that opportunity to hang out with, with other musicians and to regularly play with other musicians in duets and stuff. Yeah, it's true. so valuable. Thank you, Bob. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's definitely my, my philosophy. So... Mm. Absolutely, yeah. What, what was your experience of learning piano? Oh gosh. Um, oh, I do. Uh, I just remember vividly the, my first piano lesson, and just the. How the, old were you? I, was, I think it was, it was seven. Really. I remember the day so clearly, and I remember the excitement, the sheer excitement, the, the excitement leading up to it, and and coming home. It was only half an hour's lesson. I remember going straight to the piano and and just playing and playing and playing and I, I i just loved it from day one and i think uh i think if you you tend to become good at what what you enjoy i mean that's a bit of an obvious thing to say but um that was, that's i think always, it's quite a profound thing yeah, yeah but i i've always loved it um so i, I had lessons continuously from the age of seven till about 18 um, but I was just, you know, I was distracted by other things. Um, so I, I did, uh, grade eight, didn't do spectacularly well at all. And then I sort of coasted along, as I think many people do. I, I, you know, I wasn't, I, I wasn't studying music seriously at that stage. Um, I, I moved, went into another career mm. and I basically played the same pieces for about 10 years. <laughs> And didn't didn't develop technically or musically. Well, I, I virtually and, didn't touch uh, a piano yeah. for the twenty years or so before Gosh, I came yeah. to your meetup group. Wow. But I was always oh, listening wow. to piano music, and I think yeah. that I was still developing as a pianist because yeah. I was I was very actively listening to a lot of piano music. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Gosh, so, I, I, I think, think about, it's inc- it amazes me that you, you went for that long without playing because listening to you now, it's um, you oh, know, I, it's <laughs> very 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 good, Bob. But but it is, uh, I think adult learners or adult returners have real drive and enthusiasm about them. And I noticed mm. that the, there's a sort of, I don't know if it's a sense of making the most of every day, you know, and mm. wasting time and getting stuck in. And I think teachers, I mean, you're a teacher. I mean, adult pupils are, are probably in many ways the, the perfect pupils because they're motivated. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, depending, depending on what they habits they may have. Much. Or, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I, I think that they, basically they practice. You know, mm, um, yeah, because it's, a, it's a, obviously a choice, an adult's own choice to, to have lessons, and they have to yes. pay for it themselves. Yes. You know, they, they're going to take it seriously, and mm. um, so. And I, I, I went back to having lessons uh, about six years ago, um, and my regret is I didn't, I didn't get back into it earlier. 
but you know there's a time a time in life where you you come back to things and I, it's been a it's reminded me how much I love the piano um and you 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 know you can play piano into your old age it's a skill you can always develop um you know, yeah, it's, it's a long it's a, a whole journey, journey you, is it? exactly it's not so some some things maybe if you're a sport a sportsman or an athlete or something you, you reach a certain peak and then it's basically mm. essentially downhill from there but piano is a lifelong thing and you can and how lucky are we as pianists to have that sheer amount of repertoire it would take oh my it would God, take yeah. thousands of lifetimes to get anywhere near all that repertoire i know that it's a overwhelm overwhelmed by choice um but you started learning some jazz, and before before yeah, we go oh, into yeah. this, okay. um, <laughs> should just point out as well that at the meetup groups, it's not just classical music. Oh, no, it's, it's, no. uh, people are free to play anything that they want. Exactly. So there is jazz. There's <laughs> there's a lot of Japanese anime soundtracks. There is. I I'm actually quite surprised about the amount of Japanese music. Mm, it's really quite a thing. And, isn't and, it, and the other thing is uh, music from computer games. Yes, but I think that again, I mean, that's that sort of it's a, it's a new audience for for piano composition. A very large audience as well. Um, you know, there's a, a lot of music composed for for software and computer games and movies yes. in particular. Yes. So it's all good as far as I'm concerned. If it, if it encourages people to play, um, <laughs> but then there's, there's you know there's a lot of I I tolerate it. Uh, <laughs> you certainly do. Um, but it's but, an eye opener for a lot of people. A lot of people never heard this stuff. So yes, um, I wasn't. But I'm I'm, huge, I'm familiar with so much more music now. Hmm. Even the, what, what people call the standard re- repertoire. Yeah. I, I, I'm so much more familiar. It's a real education for, just for me. Hmm. I just have to turn up and listen to it. And I mean, I I, have, I type up the set list each time, so I actually, you know. I, I tend to remember now what what people play, and um, but it's, it'd be nice to get it, more jazz pianists. Actually, would, yeah. there was a spectacularly good one at Leeds uh, the, the last time. Were, oh gosh, yeah, I remember. Um, yeah. There's, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of jazz players in Liverpool. Actually, ah. it's a real. Oh yeah, there's one guy there's who's a, brilliant who came yeah. out to the Manchester group. Yeah, there, point, well, there's, yeah. there's two or three now. Um, but mm. yeah, the Liverpool's got a real. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great great group, as is Manchester. Mm. So it's a real real fun. Fun community, but uh, you're right. There's, um, the best events are where you have lots of jazz, lots of classical, and then and then there's the uh, in Manchester someone who who yeah. does very enjoyable uh, pop rock uh, renditions. Uh, a lot of fun. So so yeah, it's not just all classical, and and no. you know, and, and that's definitely a good thing. Yeah, that's um, um, where, where was I heading with with that? Yeah, you're talking about the John. Yes, you you started learning jazz. Yeah, well, I did. I, well, I. Because I, I think, we're, I mean, I'm no expert, but the, I, I can I, I can play a lot of jazz from music, but that's not quite the same as doing jazz because mm. that's sort of improvisation essentially. Yeah, I thought um, you started I, getting I, into improvising. Yeah, I, I am, and then the it, it sounds like there's there's a, I mean, I'm a bit lazy, so there, there are it's a few little shortcuts that can make you sound quite convincing. Uh, like, comes, like share, share some shortcuts. Well, the, the 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 various things you can do with the modes and the the, the super is it the super Locrian scale? And all oh, that, you've been looking that. into that. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I mean, okay. it's all quite. I mean, you you got me into all of this stuff, but it, <laughs> I love these sort of quick fixes. That <laughs> I'm not sure I'd call that a quick fix. To well, most people, oh, okay. that's definitely not a. Quick oh right, well, fix, well it, but... it, it, I was amazed at the the sound that you can make, and then mm. the, the, it just immediately gives you that that. I just felt really motivated by that. It, and it gets you out of yeah. that blues rut. That you yeah, and I think in. that's very true. People really get stuck in that pen, 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 pen yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, jazz. I, I I love jazz because it's that ability to just meet with a, jazz, a fellow jazz musician and just jam straight away. You know, and there'll be like a common common language, and mm. you can just play with them. Mm. And it sounds great, and I, I oh, love that, sponta- jam, spon- that spontaneity. But you need a, you do need a certain toolkit in place to do that, you know. Mm. There's, um, but that that, um, and I think in general that there's a sort of mist. Um, um, there's nothing magical about these these abilities. You can you can learn how to do this stuff, and I think there's some people. I mean, the people there's obviously varying degrees of talent, but people if they if you put your put your mind to it, you can learn this stuff. You know, mm. you can learn. To, you can learn to do jazz. Mm. You can learn to to compose and improvise. All these things, mm. and you shouldn't. You shouldn't feel that it's beyond you. And mm. I think that that's that's something else I've picked up from 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 talking to people who do this. And I see them, I see them improvising. I see them playing jazz and all this stuff and playing fantastically well technically. 
Um, and that, that's a real motivator for me. You know, it's, it becomes more accessible. You know, it's not this thing you can never reach. You know, and I, that that's for me a very personally a very good thing. Um, so, mm. but and just getting different different perspectives as well. So, mm. it's uh, it's one of the benefits I think. Mm. So so yeah so jazz. <laughs> we need to have a jazz, we need to have a jazz session. I don't know if we've had a dedicated jazz session yet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, no, we had a non-classical. Jazz, we, we had yes. a charity thing, yeah. um, which was. I, I thought maybe jazz might be a little bit narrow. Like I didn't know how many people would have the confidence to come and play yeah, jazz. So I, we did yeah. it as non. Well, you, did you go to that one? Yes, yes, yeah, yes, we did. did. So I've got to what, say though, I miss yeah. your your ones that could include classical because very often yeah. at the meetup groups. Yeah. Um, yeah, because of the sheer number of people and 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 not wanting to dominate things and take over, you have to be sort of quite um, self limiting in how much time you you take. Yeah, it's a constant problem and, actually. Yeah. And it was yeah. nice to have those extra sessions where you could yeah. do a bit more of a, a program. I know um, that's an, ex- an excellent point you make because the it's a constant. It's it's quite, quite hard to balance the time fairly. Because apart from anything else, pieces are different lengths, and there's so many aspects to this. But but essentially, that in general, a lot of advanced pieces tend to be a bit longer, and a lot of very good players would really love to have more time, but there just isn't time. So we we we, we organised a few sessions that were did specifically. I mean, it was the idea was to have like fewer players, like maybe five or six players over an hour and a half, hour and forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, to sort of showcase some more experienced players for say, 15 minutes each. And, the, and that that's essentially solved the problem because it meant people could come and hear some really spectacular playing over, and it, the players were happy because they got to play for longer. Mm. Um, so that's a slightly different, the character of that event is slightly different because that was sort of organised and programmed as such, but it was it still went well. Um, but within the normal event, if you've got uh, you've got 100 minutes and you've got 25 players, you know, mm. you just have to do the maths really, it, it, it does become quite complicated um to ensure that everyone feels it's fair um and generally it works okay um but i'm acutely conscious of um how the time is managed Mm. um but i think for regular players people become aware of this and people are sort of quite good like they'll maybe one month they'll play a long piece which is nice and it's great when people can do that but they'll sort of adjust and think well i played a long piece last time I'll, i'll just do something quick this time and over over the year, it, it's all sort of averages out. Um, but we we do we do overrun occasionally. Uh, like our Christmas event, I think it's because we had a longer interval because we were all drinking the mulled wine. But we <laughs> we overran by half an hour. So what what I do is I, I say like if you you know we're supposed to finish at four thirty. If you need to go, that's fine. Um, and if you want to stay, that's fine as well. And loads of people stayed. Um, so so there's no shortage of music. You know we mm. we. Um, uh, but it, well, it, I, I don't think it, anyone in the audience, because because yeah. uh, I think uh, we're, yeah. a few of us were sort of commenting on this at the time that yeah. that we could see you getting quite worried and concerned about this, but we were yeah. all quite happy for oh, it to okay. to run as long as it needed to go. Um, oh, okay, that's fine. Um, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. A, and and you know, it's, it's just such a nice community thing to to all be supporting each other, and even okay. if it sort of runs on for a while. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's reassuring. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's partly down to the the unpredictability. Sometimes I I don't know how how many people are going to play exactly and how long their pieces are going to be. And unless unless I sort of actually make a program, mm. I, there's I, it's a certain. I mean, I think it's been about three hundred events now, so I have a reasonably good reasonably good at estimating how long things are going to take. Mm. Um, but it's uh, you know it's, it's not the worst problem in the world to have. You know, I don't, <laughs> I'd rather they were lots of players than. And not mm. enough. So, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. Another question that, that yeah. occurred to me before is so, um, like you said, it's quite rare to just see dozens of people playing back it to is, back. Yeah. Have you learned anything by being able to observe all these people all playing? That's what that's have you learned in your f- own playing? That's a very good question. Um, well, obviously, when you see very advanced players, it, it's always a, a a learning experience um you it opens your eyes a bit and it and as I, I, I think i've mentioned it's broadened my appreciation of music i've heard a lot of music i've never heard before mm-hmm. um how I've, I've seen people arrive in the group 
as a, as a new member and I've watched them develop and gain confidence um, and watched them adapt and learn how to deal with nerves. Mm. But I've seen a lot of a lot of people who are literally terrified, and I can understand why and how they how they respond to that. I remember like, people, being people, one of those. I just think, oh, you know, the hands are shaking, <laughs> and they're going through some sort of trauma. And I see, I've seen a lot of that. Mm. Um, what, observing that, um, mm. you, your heart sort of goes out to people in that situation, um, but you, you then watch them over. I mean, it's, it's not immediate; it takes a while, but they slowly develop the, the skills to, to deal with the situation and mm. you know, the hands stop shaking and you can actually see them mm. enjoying it more. Mm. Which, I mean, the, the enjoyment of the performing is what, what the goal is because it, mm. it's a wonderful, enjoyable thing when, you, when, you, when you've got that ability and it's not just total mm. terror. But um, we all get yeah. nervous. I mean, we, do, we all yeah. get, unless anyone's taking beta blockers, uh, but I don't think they do. No, uh, I don't know. We, we <laughs> all, we all go, why are we doing this to exactly. yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's a good point. It's worth, it's, I think you've made this point before, but it's worth thinking about why you're doing it. Why, yeah. why, yeah. why are you sitting there <laughs> terrifying yourself in front of 50 people? What, what, what's your, essentially, what's your motivation? Um, but uh, this is, this is something you've, you've said yeah. in the past. Um, and that's part of, Part of, um, I could see it made a difference to, to yeah. your playing yeah, after so, we yeah. had that that chat because you yeah. you used to get really really terrified and then yeah. and then I think your performing is is much uh, um, it's much less terrified now. yeah I become more yeah. it's a bit feeling in control I think not yeah. like, not feeling sort of present in the moment and like you you're in command of the piano essentially you're not letting yeah. letting things take control of you um, it's uh, difficult to explain really um it's um i think it, it, how to and just in life in general is how it's not so much like when you're playing the piano you make a mistake it's not the mistake itself it's how you respond to the mistake that's important or how mm. it's how you react to things that didn't go according to plan and mm. it's being able to deal with things that aren't at, at, well you know make a big mess of something it's 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 often the, the first Sometimes you're the only one who notices it. The only reason, the only reason that the audience notices it is because of the way you react. You know, it becomes obvious <laughs> that you've fluffed a note and you pull a fun, you know, it's like yeah. your face just says, oh, disaster. And people well, start beating themselves up. I've, I've been surprised yeah. when I've seen yeah. professional concerts yeah. and the, the most monumental mistakes. Yeah. And they, they just stay cool and play. And I'm amazed that other pianists who I've gone with didn't notice. <laughs> I was like, how could you not hear that? But, but yeah, you, the, yeah, the people, most people only notice if you give it away. Uh, exactly. It's just getting, just basically learn, learning how to deal with failure, essentially, and react to yeah. untoward events. And tolerating so, nerves, because I think a lot yeah, of people feel that, that's true, that yeah. the answer to getting over performance anxiety and nerves is that you have to get rid of them, and you never get rid of them. You just oh, learn yeah. how to deal with it. Yeah, you sort of, you kind of sit with them. You think, well, well this, <laughs> this, is, this is how I'm feeling. Mm. Um, it's normal. Mm. Let's just carry on, even though I'm feeling this way. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, but it's practice makes it's a skill basically if you look at it like any other skill mm. you can learn techniques and um mm. it's uh, but i i i find I, I it's fascinating watching everyone go through this and <laughs> and people's people's observations of it um and what what i particularly like is where where you have a begin uh, it's interesting cuz the, the the fear of performing seems to be independent of how good you are at the piano. You can be a very advanced player and be equally terrified, and, and sometimes more terrified because if you if you're quite good and you want to play quite a hard piece, and you know there's advanced players in the audience, they're going to be thinking, okay, who's this who's this person who's this character here playing this hard piece? You know, they're going to be perhaps <laughs> subconsciously judging you a little bit more harshly because you're you're choosing this really hard piece. Whereas if um, I don't know if you know what I mean on that. In, in yeah, that yeah, respect. yeah. So, I think I, so yeah, the pressure is a little bit higher in in some respects. There's been times when I've yeah. got really nervous when suddenly new faces have turned up who yeah. are very, very good, yeah. and, and bits of me that are quite competitive want to exactly, be yeah. able to prove myself. And but you know, you know how that it, yeah. goes. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's a, it's a really dangerous thing. But I mean, at the same time, you can't get rid of it. You just have to see that it's there do, and, yeah. and move beyond so it. It's, a, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a level of apprehension and anxiety that. Ex- it doesn't matter how good you are or whatever. 
It's always uh, going to be people better than you out there. Exactly. Always. But I really like it. There's a particularly bold beginner who's been playing for six months mm. and they just show everyone else how it's done. You know, it's like, <laughs> I don't care. You know, And it, it's really, uh, it kind of breaks the ice. So that's why I really like it when there's a good mix of ability because I think often with piano groups, the, the standard just keep on getting higher and higher and higher and that can be quite excluding for the beginners. So I'm really keen that, that, that the, there's a, always a good balance of abilities. So it, when beginners are there, it's a massive bonus. Um, and uh, people have given the option of where, you know, if they like to generally play in the beginning, that, that can be easier for a lot of people. And maybe the people who, who are the beginners feel more comfortable at the start. Um, so they don't have to follow the diploma standard player. Mm. So that, that, that also works well. Yeah, you're so. usually... Uh, yeah, you're very sensitive to placing people where they're going to be most comfortable. If the, usually, yeah. if you, I ask them, but some some people don't really don't are not bothered, you know. Mm. But, um, someone's always brave enough to go first, so that's a, <laughs> that's a good. Well, I think it's good just thing. just going back uh, a step. Um, I yeah, th- sure. I th- something else with the nerves um, yeah. that you're saying that that sometimes the the people who have got you know the big pieces. Yeah. Speaking personally, I think that if you've invested ridiculous amounts of time into yeah. learning a piece which the <laughs> advanced <months>. pieces <laughs> are, are crazy crazy amounts of time investment yeah i it's very difficult to let go of that feeling sometimes that well yeah. i've spent so much time preparing this thing that i want it to be good yeah now. exactly yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> and too it's much very hard it's very hard letting yeah. letting that desire for perfection oh, no. go when you spend so much damn oh, no. time on something particularly if you feel yeah. like you've messed it up <laughs> and it's like, oh, I've been playing for six months. And I've, the first time I performed, I messed it up. Yeah, so you, the, the time investment, you know, mm. you want, it's, uh, Cause, well, it's, it serves it's, <laughs> some people, yeah, if you've been six months learning a piece, I guess that's, uh, well, I, some, yeah, some, I, I've gone off learning these massively huge pieces. I mean, some, I, I mean, some people can learn them quite quickly, but it, it's quite a, it's quite an undertaking. And there's a lot of, a lot of pieces, like, I, I need to, like, I mean, one possible downside is it help. It's kind of a month is a, a certain amount of time, and it's nice to have a new piece each time. But you don't have to play a new piece each time. Um, but it's it's quite hard to have a, a massive piece ready, uh, you know, within the space of a month. So, um, I mean, some, obviously, a professional can, is better yeah. at it. But a lot of people, it's probably beyond their reach, which is fair enough. Uh, I I, yeah. I like to think that I've got yeah. a, a fair few hacks. Oh, okay. Of how to learn pieces <clears throat> quite quickly. So oh. when you have like a yeah. a four or a five minute slot, yeah. um, I think that no matter how hard it is, it, I can generally get it learned in that okay. amount of time. Um, but I, I think again, this is sort of why I'd love for there to be more of these extra events for longer okay. pieces. Because, sure. uh, like for example, at the moment I'm learning the Rachmaninoff Second Sonata. Right. Which is like literally, I think, at, at quite an accelerated learning pace. Yeah, it's sure. a good half a year project wow, to, yeah. to get that done. Um, okay. Oh, this is the competition, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm oh. doing one movement for that. Okay. Just that one movement is taking me months to wow. learn. It's crazy. Gosh. Uh, How long so, is that? Is that, is that eight minutes? Um, that movement is seven and a half minutes, I think, more wow. or less. Okay. Yeah. That sounds fiendish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't yeah, wait. You're tough. going to play that in Feb- January. Yeah. Oh. Well, no, more yeah. the February that oh, one. Okay. I think. I'm, I'm also. Um, <laughs> okay. I also decided to as a okay. as a casual sort of thing to do on the side for the competition, do the the Chopin Winter Win, and I thought this won't be that difficult. <laughs> and I've spent about a month of sort of oh. doing it every now and then, okay. um, and then hitting some of it going. Actually, maybe this is a little harder than I thought it might be. <laughs> little bits of it are a little tricky, but actually, I've just spent the last two or three days looking at it, and I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. I'm back on track with this. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you'll be able to do that. <laughs> Although, not believe, not everyone could play that because that's a that's a tough piece. Um, I'm finding that the thing that was stopping me learning it quickly was pressure and not being relaxed okay. and i've just got to be relaxed i've just got to be patient and relaxed yeah, sure. and then bang it's there okay. but if you're tense and trying to make it happen it takes longer yeah, and sure. and chopin etudes are the are the biggest i mean you play some of them so and when i watch you play them you're very relaxed um so you you understand this kind of relaxed technique that you okay. need for them i think uh, if you're not relaxed you're it's like trying to swim against the current i think so that, that's a very good point i think yeah, the goal is to 
matter how fiendishly difficult the piece is, you need to reach a state where you where you, you are you are essentially relaxed. Mm. Um, and that's that's a question of technique and correct practice. But, yes. But have you got the practice uh, uh, techniques? Well, uh, from, from, from conversations I've had with a few people, it, I mean, one I've picked up this year is the you know, the benefit of very very slow practice, mm. which uh, is. Uh, Frustratingly difficult habits to develop, right? Um, but it it does speed up the learning process, and I've actually seen that um, technique work for me. Um, What's the piece that helped you most? It was with? the Rachmaninoff music, Memory Musical. Oh, yeah. yeah, you haven't played that. No, I haven't. Yet. But it was. Oh, I want to hear but that. I, I I thought right. I mean, that's probably the advice you 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 shared. <laughs> I mean, it's this, again. What I love is I, I get all this advice from other people. None of these things is my idea, but I pick up tips and stuff. So obviously this, this is one of your ideas, but, but breaking it down one bar at a time and just playing very, very slowly, really reinforcing what, what you're playing, learning it in that way. And it just go, it just, the learning is accelerated in that way. Mm. Um, and I found that essentially within a week I could, Get it under my fingers. That that moment, um, musical number four, I think. Isn't yeah, it? it's the one. Um, it, it's beautiful. I really. It, it really sounds like very it. flashy, but yeah. but it, it's not really actually as hard is. as it might appear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's truth. There's a lot of truth in that as well. But it sounds spectacularly amazing. Yeah. Um, but it, it works really well with the breaking it down into like one one bar at a time. Um, I think that was the first piece I ever yeah. practiced with my neurofeedback device. Oh, really? So I was actually okay. trying to practice. Getting the, the meditative brain waves while practicing oh, that right. opening bar. We need to try that device yeah. of yours, Bob. Bring, bring it along in January. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, you but, won't be able to get a lot from it in one session, but because um, no, it's something you have be, to spend a bit of time with. I'll bring it along. Yeah. Well, um, if but, I could just meditate with that, yeah. that thing, it's a Muse headband for anyone who's interested. Oh, okay. If I could, before every performance, just go and meditate with that thing, it would, my, it would, I would be in so much of a better state to perform, but it's not always, it's not always sort of um, uh, possible to do that. Okay. Um, I do have an app on my watch, on my smartwatch. Okay. um, That um, I I did some, what is it? Heart rate variability. Okay. And when you do heart rate variability, it's it's possible to work out how many breaths a minute for your exact physiology, your your unique physiology. Um, manages to sort of boost the resonance of your heart rate variability. So I've worked that out and then I've got an app on my smartwatch that vibrates to those exact times when I need to breathe. So what I do sometimes, because it's it's quite subtle, um, if I'm waiting to perform, I'll have my smartwatch vibrating at at the right um, sort of intervals for me to breathe to to get my heart rate variability going. So uh, again, for anyone who's not into heart rate variability, uh, the, the rough science is this, when you breathe in, um, for most people, your heart rate speeds up a little. And when you breathe out, your heart rate slows down. Okay. The more variable your heart rate is, the healthier you are and the better a mind state you're in. Really? Um, and for someone whose heart rate just stays completely the same from beat to beat, is usually a sign that you're almost about to die. Oh so, so you want as much variability as possible. Okay. Now, there are particular ways of breathing that boost that variability. Okay. So that's something that I sort of play around with as we're well. Talk, but we're talking about a, a small variability in the, the rates. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not This device can like measure measure it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I didn't yeah, know that, Bob. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, you have some fascinating <laughs> kit, Bob. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, it's, I, I, I like always, exploring you're always right, really, as much really stuff interesting. as possible. No, it's really, really interesting. I think it's uh, very educational. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. You should do a podcast episode and all your gear and all your, all yeah, your, perhaps, you know, perhaps, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. But uh, at the same time, I'm a little wary yeah. of that because um, uh, what I've learned from playing around with neurofeedback and heart rate variability is that really you have the capability to do all these things without spending any money whatsoever. Okay. You know, you can just sit there and meditate and it's going to get you pretty similar results. Yeah. You don't need to have the gadgets. The gadgets were more there for me to be a little bit more experimental as a teacher okay. and, and see how much it could help. And yeah, it helps, but um, um, yeah, anyway, that's a whole thing for, a, for, a, for another, another podcast, I guess. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's all good. It's all good. 
Yeah, so what piece are you learning at the moment? Oh gosh, what, what piece am I learning at the moment? Well, part of my problem right now is I'm in, involved in the day job with a project, that, meaning I'm away a lot. So, for example, this week I'm in Leeds, and I also work in near London, a place called Slough. And I, I haven't, unfortunately, been home very much in the last month, so I haven't regrettably had any time on the piano, which is extremely frustrating. <laughs> Um, Have you tried practicing, doing mental practice or mental learning? No, but someone else was talking to me about this ah. and it, it sounds fantastic. It, I used to that... do that. You know, when I was at, at university and, yeah. I, and this is really, I really don't know if I should be admitting stuff like this, okay. but do you know, in a, in a, in a term, I would probably practice, I don't know, 20 hours a term on pianos. And all oh. <laughs> and, and all the rest was in my head. Wow! So what and sort of what sort of exercises could you do mentally in this respect? I would have sheet music in okay. front of me, okay. on, especially on train journeys and stuff. But okay. just generally, I would have sheet music in front of me, and, okay. and I would just learn. I would just learn stuff. Um, and did or, it work? I mean, could you? you yeah, could, yeah. So yeah. you imagined your hands playing playing the notes. Uh, and I, how, and it I felt like more than anything. I imagined kinesthetically the kinesthetic okay. feeling of my hands playing okay. it all, and the sound. Obviously, sound yeah. is the most important thing. Yeah. Um, but more than anything, when I was learning a piece, yeah. um, I guess because at the time I was really um, obsessively hearing and imagining that music, okay. I would just be running over, you know, possible problem okay. passages over and over in my head within my okay. fingers just all the time. And I, I tend not to do that so much now, um, okay. I, I guess because um, I'm... I mean, back then I was a, a, a music student, so sure, that was sure. what I had to think about. Okay. I think now there's sort of lots of other things to think about. But back okay. then, if I was learning a piece and I knew and there was a passage that, that I hadn't quite gone to my fingers, okay. it would just go round and round my head on a loop until I'd learned it. Oh, wow. Um, and when, when you were doing this, was it, was it with pieces you already had heard and knew how they went? Or would, for example, no, you'd be, they, they you'd be learning a piece you'd never heard before and could you actually hear, hear the music in your head? What it yes. Was? Yeah, because yes. I think that's quite a special skill. I, I mean, I I, I can't do that, but I would love to. I would love to be able to look at a sheet of music and, and essentially hear it. I think that's and, the magic. It's the magic bullet for pianists. If you can if hear you can it, do you that. can play it. Um, yeah, I mean, to, to be fair, when I started university, yeah. I thought that I was majoring in composition. Okay, and so that's why I spent so much time developing that skill. Okay, but then I sort of ended up focusing more on piano. But okay. but in in my experience. Um, with all my students as well. And I'm only yeah. just now realizing profoundly how important this is. If you can audiate it, if you can hear it in your head, yeah. you can play it pretty much. Um, okay. And if you can't audiate it, if you can't look at a piece of sheet music and yeah. immediately hear it, then that's probably what's hindering learning new pieces, sight reading, yeah, all that kind of okay. stuff. It's, it's the magic skill. And I think that for a lot of pianists, yeah. developing that ability to look at music and hear it, mm. if you've not heard it before, will help your playing more than any other skill, I think. Yeah, and it's a, I personally would, would really like to develop that ability. I mean, I, I just can't... I mean, a lot of skills, they just seem like magic because you can't imagine how people do it. But looking at a quite a complicated, advanced piece of piano music, I don't know how far how far your ability would, currently is, but um, do you know what? It's, I to actually hear... A complex piece of list or something, or, or, or some list piece of would be so difficult. It's, it's well, yeah. the more harmonically complex it gets, yeah. the, the trickier it gets. But yeah. you know, I tried yeah. doing this recently and realizing, oh my god, I'm nowhere near as good at this as I used to be. Oh gosh! And and I for a long time I've been wondering why is why is my sight reading like not as good as when I was okay. at, at uni, and my sight reading used to be pretty good then. Okay, I think it's one of those skills that. Um, not, uh, I mean, not only sight reading, but being able to imagine the sound of something. Yeah. It's something that you develop with practice. And I, and from experience, when you stop practicing it, you, you start losing the ability to do it. And okay. I'm realizing, oh, I really need to practice that actually. Because okay. I think, um, for a lot of people, piano is about practicing moving your fingers, but yeah. really it's Thought not. It's, it, yeah. it's having it in your head. And when you can hear it, your fingers will just do it. Yeah. People are amazed that, that what their fingers can do okay. when, when they hear it in their head. Oh, well. Would you like to arrange a session and teach everyone <laughs> how to do that? That would be superb. So, yeah, before we wrap this up, um, what are some of the highlight experiences that you've had in your years of running these meetup groups? Oh, gosh. Um, there's so many individual moments where I um, 
So quite some, some some could be quite emotional. Um, for, I mean, just seeing, seeing the old lady a couple of weeks ago, ninety four, playing the piano for the first time, you know, in f- three or four years, um, and seeing the effect that playing the piano has on her at that age, and the sparkle that I could see in her face when she was playing, and I, I just thought, you know, hopefully in another fifty years time, you know, I'm still playing the piano. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was just a, that was an emotional moment. Um, just little things like pe- uh, pe- people, like last weekend was lovely. We had the Christmas events and I would, oh, people were just really sweet. And <laughs> someone knitted this little tea cozy for Let's Play the Piano. Oh, and I just, nice. I just thought, oh, this is oh. just lovely. Um, it's just little, little things. It's just people, I think it's people, it's the pe- oh, people's sorry, behavior. How, before we yeah. move on, actually, you just said, let's play the piano. Let's play the piano is your website. Oh, yeah, yeah right? I, didn't, I didn't even, we haven't even said that's, that's what it's called. Let's yeah, play yeah, piano. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. We're, okay, before we, we yeah. carry on that, let, let's just, um, uh, tell everyone, um, yeah. exactly what your meetups oh, are, okay. how you find them, all that kind oh, of okay. stuff. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So the, so, so meetup is a, an international, uh, event hosting platform you can create meetup. groups on the, meetup.com which is fairly, is well known and i think that some some piano groups are called the such and such meetup piano meetup group whatever um i i decided to call mine let's play the piano um so it's let's play the piano for example let's play there in glasgow let's play the piano New, newcastle let's play the kind of cambridge and then liverpool birmingham manchester leeds i think that's it um and you can just go basically google Google for it, and Google Google's very clever. It'll just it, it, you only have to go to the web page. It'll it'll literally display the next event in the search result. Mm. And, and I will put the links in the show notes yeah, as well. And sure. by the way, I always forget to say this at the end of every podcast, mm. but I always put show notes in with every single podcast on the on the you website do. of Heart of the Piano. You put so much work into that, Bob. It's amazing. I do. I've, I've got loads of work, <laughs> I and then I totally it. forget to tell people that all this stuff like is there. Essay and stuff, <laughs> and you you, you you put you cover the the timeline of the conversation as well. Yes, which is yes. Fair play, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, so, so yeah, so it's lovely that someone knitted you a tea cozy. I know, and, a, and just little little things like that, and um, people's personal stories about how they've come back to the piano and how, how much it means to them, and it's really just the the, the people and um, how they respond and the benefit they get. Oh, there's just so so many things. Yeah, you've got me there, Bob. I, I'm trying to <laughs> sort of think of everything that's happened over 300 events in three and a half years. And well, I, I can't okay. really encapsulate. You've come up with some yeah. anything in particular, but um, there's a lot. There's a lot of humour, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Basically, you know, we we all leave on a high, and that's the goal. If we leave feeling great, yes. and on a sort of bit of you get a bit of a buzz, you know, it's a oh. bit of a piano fix, you know. It's oh. a, I think that's the that that's the goal, you know. I don't. So, uh, so you said earlier yeah. on that that one of your goals was to get people playing the piano. Yeah, basically, is that is that a big goal to get people? Yes, playing? I think I think it. People just need a bit of encouragement. So if you can get people out of the, out of the house, meeting other players, I think it, I, I mean, I like to think I'm, I'm having a, I think I'm encouraging more piano playing, um, through these groups, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, but I think it, it was originally, uh, originally, I, the, the idea just came into my head almost fully formed. And I just thought this is a great way to get people, more people on the piano, get people back to playing the piano more regularly. Cause I just knew it would work. Um, so yes. Um, the more the more piano players in the world, you know, the better. Oh, wow. The better is Excellent. so. I mean, it sounds a bit cheesy, but um, oh. it's, it's effectively what what I'm trying to do. Um, so, have you got plans for the future? Um, I, well, I guess. I mean, I can't imagine ever not doing this. It, it just seems. I feel like it's you know, it's it's really sort of a mission for me now, and um, I'm going to develop it. Uh, it's quite an organic thing. It takes time to to develop. Um, so just very steadily and new opportunities, new, new types of events. Mm. I mean, we, we have other types of events. We don't actually play the piano. We have social events. We have concert visits. Mm. Um, so in the summer, we all went to a concerto concert in Manchester. <laughs> yes. which, actually, you, you were there. That was, there. That that was, that was, was the part of Cheatham's music festival. Yeah. Um, and we also, uh, what else? We did in the piano, part of, part of the Leeds piano competition, the, we sort of team, sort of par- partnered up with with uh, them and the, the new strategy for engagement um, with the community, and they set out twelve pianos around Leeds city centre. 
and they called it the piano trail and we we spent a day exploring town a big group of us Mm, um, which which was a lot of fun and it was actually relatively easy environment to perform piano in a public place is you know, people are just going about their daily life in a shopping centre. Depending on what it was you were trying to play on. Yeah, the <laughs> I know. Yeah, the, the pianos were—they'd all been artist. They'd all been hand painted. They were quite—I mean, they were probably brilliant nice initiative before they were bashed by the public. Yeah, they, public. I, I'm not a huge fan of public pianos because they just don't last. Yeah, it's that they—it's a shame, really. It's quite sad, but they—they they end up in a terrible state. Yeah. Um, but, but it but was a lovely. Lot, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. and we—it was a full day, and we were still in the pub at eight p.m afterwards so um but i'm, I'm sure uh, the leeds Pan commission is an fa- absolutely fantastic thing so i'm sure there'll be similar events next year and uh, in three years when the next event is yeah, yeah so so that and then more maybe some more concerts so we had the concert in newcastle um i'm i'm keen to do that uh, in other cities and maybe maybe even have a larger event uh for, for multiple groups maybe a weekend event of some kind um that mm. there are different lots of different ideas Everyone has ideas all the time, you know. I've, I've, everyone's always thinking of things. I think the importance is, if you have an idea, it's how you execute it and how you actually carry it out. That's the important thing. Mm. You can, it's quite easy to come up with. Ideas. I mean, the idea of a piano group in itself is, as I say, it's not an original idea, but it, what is absolutely crucial is, is how you do it and how you, how you actually implement it. And it's nine, it's essentially 99% how it's done and 1% mm. the idea. And I think that's quite an important point. Mm. Um, that's basically it. Yes. I, I so probably yes, talk, I, I do, I I'm sorry, I've probably talked way too no, much no, about no, myself fine, and fine. not enough no, about no, you. That's the whole point. I really, absolute, I really no, appreciate that's, that's the whole point of having you as a guest on yeah. here. So yeah, I yeah. absolutely encourage um, uh, everyone listening to uh, who is able to in the UK, yeah. who's near, and surely wherever you are in the UK, you must be kind of near one of these ones that Ben Well, runs. I'm down to Cambridge, but nothing yeah. much south of that. But I know okay. there's an, I think there's another group in Brighton and there's a few in London, which yeah. have nothing to do with me. Yes. But, get out there, but yeah, the yeah, yeah, get out there, join the piano group. Yeah. Um, especially one of Ben's because they're, they're very forgiving, very, very welcoming. Um, great way to, to get yourself back performing and, and used to performing. And, you know, we all get, uh, nervous, uh, but, but we all love doing it. And, um, yeah, uh, so thanks very much for, for being a guest, Ben. Thank and, you. Uh, it's a pleasure. Um, so, so like the, the usual, uh, things at the end of, uh, each, each podcast, which is please do subscribe and leave messages and likes and everything, uh, particularly on iTunes if you can, because it's, it's going to really help to make the podcast more visible and to help other people discover it. Um, particularly if, if you don't normally leave comments, uh, and that kind of thing. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, thanks very much for listening. And until the next time, uh, thanks very much. Bye.